0: This is Why Libertarian, the show dedicated to telling the stories of libertarians new and old, promoting libertarian values, and fighting against authoritarians, statists, feds, and anyone else who would like to steal your liberty and freedom. I am Matthew Struck, and I would like to thank you for tuning in to this episode. Enjoy. Enjoy. Oh, here we go! Uh, It is Wednesday. I am Matt. This is Why Libertarian. um, Coming at you Monday, Monday through Thursday, usually at 7 p.m. Eastern. Um, I got a great guest tonight. Uh, Before I get started, business as usual. Like, comment, subscribe, share, notification bell, retweet. Uh, I am live on the blockchain. If you are watching on any of the blockchain apps like Odyssey or VIM, give me an upvote. Um, That is pretty much the only way I'm monetized. So. Um, That helps me out uh, a lot there. But if you are watching on traditional social media, a subscribe and a like uh, definitely helps me out in terms of search and being found and all that good stuff. Um, So that being said, uh, and you can check me out on all of my channels. I will scroll the link tree on the bottom. Um, I'm giving away Hive. On Monday, I'm giving away Hive Crypto. Uh, So Monday, the 31st, I'm giving away Hive at 7 p.m. Eastern. Um, You still have time to get in. Check out my... Uh, pinned tweet on twitter it will give you a step-by-step instructions how to get in on that giveaway for free crypto and a lot of the people that have already entered in it by posting a blog post to enter have already made money Um, so it's not even like it's just free it's also something that you can earn on yourself so that being said uh, i am joined by an an awesome guest this evening he's been making the rounds on a lot of the podcasts Um, he is not a stranger to most folks at least in terms of the uh, material and the swag that he puts out there. But I got Top Lobster
1: joining us this evening. How's it going, brother? Hey, what's up, Matt Going, doing well, doing well, as Ron Paul would say. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Now, uh, you told me your first name before. Danny. uh, Danny. Danny, there you go. So like, I, I, I mucked that one up. I could have just been like Danny with top lobster. But you know, um, so I think the first question, you've probably gotten this a lot is like, wait, what does the name mean? Like, where does it come from?
1: Um, the, it's a it's a reference to Jordan Peterson. So okay. when I first started getting, I guess, influenced in these kind of political or uh, uh, phil- philosophical spheres that we're in, I, I was like a big Jordan Peterson guy. So shout out to Michael Heist. I know he loves him too. So in his first chapter of uh, 12 Rules for Life, it talks about lobsters and, and how they, they run on the same neurological system as us uh, w- with dopamine. And it kind of, it, it's, it's a double-sided knife because uh, as they fight, hey, hey, what's up, Calvin? As they <laughs> fight, <laughs> um, they gain more dopamine and they stand up taller with their, uh, you know, stand up straight with your shoulders back to appear bigger. And then also, you know, we're on social media all day. So it's just straight dopamine hits all day long. That's really what I'm trying to do.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just just keep your brain bathed
1: in it all day long, basically, is what yeah. you're going for. <laughs> I'm trying to keep everybody high around me with good art, at least. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> I what I love about your stuff is like, it definitely has that. Um, it definitely has that element to it, where like, when you see it, it it elicits a response. Right. Like it's it's not just static or, you know, just some kind of saying or whatever. <laughs> Typically, there's like something emotional, whether whether it be a normie who's like, you know, going to go re as a result of seeing it or it's going to be like, you know, someone who's in in our kind of circle. That's like all about it. Um, as you're like, how, how long have you been into art? Like, is that something you've been into for like your whole um, life or what?
1: Yeah, yeah. My whole life, I was in a, I was in a gifted and talented program here in in Brooklyn when I was in junior high school. So I did that, and then I, I, I was, I've been drawing my whole life. Hey, what's up? <laughs> 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 Sorry, these are all my, all my friends. <laughs> yeah, I've been drawing my whole life, and uh, it, my, my family is like riddled with either athletes or artists. So I've been, I, I kind of like straddle the line between both. And now I'm, I'm picking up my artist hat a little bit more because I figured out a way to uh not just do it for fun, but to to monetize it and also to really just get in front of people. So yeah. I yeah. so
0: I have you always been so like um this is like the blending of what two <clears throat> passions, I guess. Like, did you grow up in like a liberty household or is this <laughs> something that's kind of like, you know, just new
1: to you? Not at all. Yeah, in the last five years or so it's been, a, uh, it's, it's, what's up, Mike? <laughs> it's been, a, uh, it's been kind of an awakening for me. So yeah. I don't, I don't know how long you guys have been in it. I'm, I'm probably, either I'm really new or, or I'm like an old head in here. So I, I, yeah, I, I love, I love the idea of Liberty. And since, since I've been introduced to it, since like the Jordan Peterson thing, which is not necessarily where we are, but it's a gateway drug to what we're doing now. You know, yeah. you kind of read about that and then you hear about Dave Rubin and Um, then, then you go to like Ben Shapiro and that kind of sphere for me, that was my path. And then eventually it leads you to somebody like Dave Smith, who just drops a nuke on your head and, and that's it. Change your (laughs) mind.
0: He just, he just throws the grenade and then walks away in slow motion is basically what he does. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I would say five years, you're probably, um, I wouldn't say that like you're, you're an old old guard. Obviously there's been people that have been in the, you know, I'll use air quotes, the Liberty movement for, you know, 20, 30 years. But um, that being said, there's definitely a ton of people that are in, you know, within the last 12, 15 months because because of COVID and all that shit. Um, And so that's basically, uh, you know, a a huge amount of the people, especially the ones that are kind of like the most active on Twitter and stuff like that. Um, So that's interesting. So you went from Jordan Peterson to like more of the like, have did you start off like conservative? Because it looks like you kind of like floated to more conservative people in the beginning.
1: Yeah. Uh, I st- Actually, I, I guess I was a, a New York Democrat. I really was not political. I didn't okay. vote. Yeah. Yeah. I just I don't I haven't voted. I, I just don't vote. But uh, <laughs> I had no I had no interest in it. And then, you know, the whole Trump everything happened. Even before he got elected, there was like just like there was some strange feeling in the air. it was palpable. Yep. and I started to pay attention. i, I I've told the story on on a previous podcast with Jose, but i I was working in the tracks, like under underground, I used to build railroad tracks. and uh like on election day, one guy I'm working with just screams like gutter, a guttural scream down the track. And we all kind of like, what the hell happened? Maybe he got his leg cut off because, you know, it's dangerous. Yeah, and he's like, Trump won. And I said, oh, (laughs) this is like, holy shit. Yeah. (laughs) Like, are you guys serious right now? But that was that was the attitude, especially here in New York. And I'm pretty sure in pockets of Jersey, too, things were very weird. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, that that was um, I I think uh, Jersey was one of the places where most of the liberal tears were extracted from. I think a lot of them from New York, specifically downstate New York around Manhattan and that area. Mm um and and then mostly california as well but um so that's interesting so it was like kind of you 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 started off as say like a new york democrat but because of that you you almost kind of like i wouldn't say like you went to the opposite end of the spectrum but it kind of like shocked you into you know questioning or at least trying to explore what this all meant which is interesting um uh, being in brooklyn what's the feel like right now are you guys like i mean Cause New York state is what you guys still have a vaccine passport or is that uh, kind of just limited right now?
1: It's uh, I think the Barclays centers center is doing it. I know city field is doing it, yeah. probably Yankee stadium. So certain venues are doing, it's not really a passport, but they have a section for vaccinated people. And uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they try to advertise it to you on email. They're like, Oh, Hey, we're selling vaccinated. It's, it's kind of disgusting, but that's not really the vibe that I've been getting in Brooklyn lately. Yeah, uh, I drive I drive around all day. So I drive actually all five boroughs. So I kind of get a good sense of what's going on. And just last week, yeah, I'd say around this time last week or maybe two weeks ago, there was probably a 90 percent mask compliance. And this is just outside, you know, the people that I see. It, it, yeah, it's it's insane. Young people, young people that generally healthy. I mean, so they're wearing, you know, single mask, double mask. But in the last week or so, I've noticed that they, mm, I'd say about 70% of people are not wearing masks. Wow, like a light switch, huh? Like a light switch. It's almost as if they got their marching orders from some kind of corporate press. Yeah. So, (laughs) and the people that are wearing the mask, they're more lax with it. They'll wear it below the nose or under the chin and they're talking to their friend. And on a, uh, like on one level, I'm kind of like relieved, like, okay, good. But on another level, I'm just like, I'm I'm viscerally disgusted with these people because you can tell them to do just about anything and they'll they'll follow along. I I suppose they they
0: got the download from the mothership. That's what happened. It was like uh, the software got updated. That's surprising. Is is that the case, too, in Brooklyn? Because my sense of Brooklyn, like just being over the river is like it's all a bunch of like hipsters and stuff like that. I would imagine they're all pretty (laughs) left of left now.
1: That's that's the strange part of Brooklyn. So in Williamsburg, where I was at recently, there is there there's a lot of hipsters. And and that's where I'd say about 70 percent now. So you'll see the people jogging or walking their dog. Whereas before they had the mask on, a double mask and and all the I mean, the shops like the coffee shops, the signs that are on there are just kind of ridiculous, like just straight propaganda. But they're propagandizing each other, which is hilarious. So, yeah, now they're I guess Fauci or whoever told them to, you know, like ease up and and they lit. it they listen like dogs on a leash, but in other parts of Brooklyn, which are surprising, like where I grew up in Coney Island and that's not a hipster area. That's like, uh, but when I was younger, I mean, there was gunshots across the street from where I lived all the time. It was, it's, it's a, it's the ghetto. Yeah. And, and the compliance there was almost a hundred percent. It's, it is amazing how it penetrates. It doesn't matter. I guess the economic scale or the social scale. It's, it's a mentality, a mind bug that, that penetrated these people. And, you know, Here we are.
0: And um, would you agree or disagree? There's probably going to be people for, like, the rest of their lives that wear masks now, right?
1: I I don't know. I assume so.
0: I I, I think there are just some people that are so mentally affected by what happened that they're like, oh, well, Japan's (laughs) been wearing masks for the last, like, you know, 10 years or whatever from bird flu and all that other shit. They'll be like, oh, well, I'll just wear my mask from here on out. You know, I i've heard it from some people where i was like i'm going to um i'm going to like an industry meeting in orlando in september and i was like look i'm gonna be there giving out hugs like i don't give a shit like obviously i'm not gonna hug you if you don't want me to and then everyone's like yeah like whatever and and then one of the guys is like uh yeah i don't think we should ever hug again and i was like are you being fucking serious right now and he was like yeah no i don't think we should hug ever again it's it's too
1: risky (laughs) i made made a tweet a couple weeks ago i said that uh in like 20 years or 30 years, my kids will be grown and there'll be people wearing masks like that. And they'll explain it. Uh, they'll explain it the same way. Someone would explain why they wear a yarmulke or why, like, I don't know, some, someone would wear some kind of headdress. Nobody would even really understand why they would just, it would come down to almost tradition, you know?
0: (laughs) No, that, that is totally it. And you saw it with, um, I mean, this has been beaten to the death, beat to death by now. I think Dave Smith talked about it, but Um, Rachel Maddow on her show when like all the recommendations changed, you could see like the glitch in the matrix where she was like, wait a minute. Now I have, now I can't assume that people without a mask are like trying to kill me. She's like, I can actually see someone without a mask and not expect them to be like dangerous. And it was like, there was this, she had this moment of, I guess like honesty or, or, you know, just the wires didn't connect in her head where it was like, she was almost afraid of that reality where you could look someone in the face again and and look at them as a human being it was it was so weird
1: yeah from from day to day i struggle between uh is that um is that the mask slipping from her or is she that mpc meme where they they just put a different chip in the back of her head and reboot her <laughs> i'm not sure i like to think that these people are evil sometimes and i'd and- like to think that they're dumb but i'm not i'm just not sure anymore
0: yeah <laughs> well it's like um what was it it was uh, in um uh the the uh first uh austin powers movie right where like it was the robots and he like <laughs> seduced them and they started to be like eh, 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 you know like that's exactly what it was it was like there, there was a there it's was like out. a glitch that kind of hit you know um yeah. no but so i that's that's crazy that's that's absolutely crazy so like things are beginning to open back up again um is is brooklyn like I mean there's there's the sports stadiums are open full I think or for the most part full cuz the Knicks had like uh in in Madison Square Garden they had I think a full crowd the other night. I is that pretty much everywhere or is there still stuff that's kind of like shut down or or you know limited?
1: I think that there's a, a hard date uh maybe early next month where they're opening 100%. I don't even pay attention to this stuff, man. I'm <laughs> yeah. I I go to work, I come home, I I watch my kids. I try I try as best as I can. Or I was trying for a long time to not partake into in this society's culture. And yeah. now it's become pretty easy. I, I, I had messaged or, or wrote in the live chat a long time ago, or maybe on Twitter, I was watching you guys and someone else. And I was like, this has just replaced uh, late night TV for me. Like this great libertarian programming. So thank you. You yeah. don't have to watch this crap anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I quite frankly,
0: they, that that's the same for me. Like if I wasn't here on the camera, I would be watching someone else. And, in fact, like, um, I don't know if you're, like, a big sports guy or not, but, I mean, I almost entirely stopped watching. I'm, I'm a, ba- a baseball and football fan, and then I'll watch basketball just if, like, I have to, you know, fill some time or something like that. I'll, I'll watch the Knicks or the Nets just because they're local, and Ooh. New Jersey doesn't have a fucking team anymore because we sold that shit out. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I hardly wa- watch professional sports anymore. It's mostly, you know— either this stuff or I'm trying to find other stuff like this that's alternative media that gives me like a broader perspective, you know, to try and kind of like open that up. But like I I had the same response, not to mention the fact fact that, you know, we were talking about kind of like the propaganda and stuff, just like these people's brains are so warped, probably because they've been sitting in the house watching CNN and MSNBC for literally 15 months, like in a nonstop news cycle. I mean, it's basically like mental conditioning at this point
1: you know it's, it's mental torture but yeah i'm a well i was a big baseball fan i played baseball my whole life college baseball and i love the game i'm a yankees fan over there i actually i do woodworking but i built the yankee facade above these like uh inlays that i have in my basement here to watch tv and stuff yeah i love i love baseball i haven't watched a yankee game like i haven't turned it on in my house in uh two years the first time after after COVID, uh, or or not like during COVID, the Yankees came back to play with no audience, and on the mound they had on the back it was like a Black Lives Matter symbol, and you know whatever. However you feel about the organization, I understand the underpinnings of it. And I also understand the police brutality part of it. You know we're we're libertarians, so like we're the best on both sides of this, but. I also understand Edward Bernays propaganda when you're trying to just subtly put something in my mind or in the minds of my friends and family. And I I, like I've been gaslit by my family also because, you know, I turn they turn the game on and I'm like, are they kidding me with this? There's it's like on the mound. Like, yeah, I just want to see somebody throw a ball. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you're always thinking about politics, Danny. I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Right? <laughs> it's, it's literally like they wrote it on the mound, you know? Well,
0: so I, if I can show you, I, I moved the camera. That's my Derek Jeter <clears throat> Hall of Fame plaque up there uh-huh. in the background. All right. So
1: wonderful, wonderful. Yeah,
0: so I was a big, um, the first first game I ever, we're going to lose like half our audience talking about the Yankees. But um, yeah. <laughs> I the first baseball game I ever took my son to, uh, we watched uh, Aaron Judge and... Um, uh uh uh, who's the who's the outfielder who keeps going up and down between the minors and the majors um redhead guy yeah 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 yeah. frazier Frazier. yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. Uh, they went back to back uh to in that game um and so you know i've been a yankees fan my entire life like same deal like i watched them for me it was mostly the watchability part of it but um the black lives matter movement um you're right like there's an organization and then there's the movement and so, like we've had people within the liberty movement be completely okay with the movement, right? Like, especially if it's directed at the right people, which is anti-police violence, anti—you know—authoritative, authoritarian control and stuff like that. Um, but the 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 marketing and the 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 corporatization of Black Lives Matter um, almost like by design kind of killed it for a lot of people. I think that would have gotten behind it. Yeah. Because it got so corporate so much so that I don't know if you saw the story. Did you see the the international U.S. embassies were flying uh, Black Lives Matter flags for the one year yeah. anniversary of uh, Floyd's death?
1: Well, they passed the memo encouraging it, which is, yeah. again, it, sometimes I look at this stuff and I'm like, this is just meant to enrage us and, and separate and separate us further. You know, and I can fall into that pretty easy, but I try not to react to it. So yeah. like guys like Magnus, uh, <laughs> he really he's really like changed my mind on on a lot of these things because, you know, he, he marches with all of these people and he's like he talks with just about everyone. Yeah. I I kind of respect it because in the end we are humans. We differ in ideology and the, the powers that be definitely do try to separate this. Like so Black Lives Matter r- fundraised all that money for uh, I forget the website, but it went directly into uh, the Democratic Democratic donors' campaigns, yeah, Act Act Blue or whatever Act yeah. Blue, right? Yeah. yeah, and that funded Joe Biden. And then if I, if you really like boil it down and think about it, so it funded Joe Biden's campaign and Kamala Harris, just straight up, like one person who wrote the crime bill and, and a cop. Yep. And if, <laughs> yeah, if you think about it, it would be in their best interest to uh, distract the movement, the actual movement of hey, these police are killing us. Mm -hmm. to make it about race and they do it all the time it's it's the easiest thing to do you just paint black and white or now now it's chinese and you know just separate the the idiots and what can you do or or even better yet you know like you know a guy like magnus is at a rally there and uh it's a black lives matter rally it takes one person to throw a brick through a window or smack someone in the neck and then you know it's out of control it's they they have this down to a science they cia whatever i don't want to get conspiratorial on your podcast but it just seems (laughs) that way the last year or so i you can you can
0: roll with it i'm not going to censor you or anything like that so i mean like look I, i i completely agree that there is an agenda that there is a ton of people at those events and the vast majority of those people are just they're just bodies they're there to create the you know the what they would say is the movement and, you know, the voice of the people when truthfully what's guiding that voice is not them, right? It's, it's other actors that are on the side or in the background. And so, Mm. yeah, they can totally misuse that. Um, to our earlier conversation, Rufo saying, bro, I would watch the Rangers every game, even at work, have it on his phone, but he's watched three games this past year. Um, I actually watched one of them with him, uh, having, having a beer like in an actual bar, which was fantastic. My brother chiming in, saying "RIP yeah. to old Magnus's
1: Twitter." Um, he's, he's we're building them the back. Chat. We're, we're <laughs> yeah. building
0: Magnus back better. That's what he's,
1: that's what we're gonna do. He's back. Unfortunately, he's not using a top lobster profile picture, but that is okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just follow that man. I I, I like Magnus. <laughs> so, I to to
0: your point, he had uh, I forget if it was I think it was this past week. It was one of his most recent episodes where I think his podcast is now called Unity or Death. I think yeah. um, and. He had a handful of people, uh, Reed Coverdale included, on that podcast. Reed had to leave, but after after he leaves, like maybe two thirds of the way through, they're talking about these different kinds of like movements and what happens at an actual protest. And these are people that span the political spectrum, and they were basically saying, yeah, it's it's unnerving because if you went, you went for a specific purpose. But then, like, say it's BLM and you go for BLM and all of a sudden there's, like, you know, anti, you know, there's pro-abortion people. There's, like, you know, Save the Rainforest people. And you're like, oh, hold on. What are we doing here, right? Like, and and I think Tim Pool has talked about this on his show, too. Like, what are we actually advocating for as as a, a community, as a group? And it also happens that there ends up being, like, these litmus tests where it's, like, people will come up to you and ask, like, well, what's your view on this? What's your view on that? And if you give the wrong answer, they're like, get the fuck out of here. And you're like, but wait a minute, I'm not here to talk about that. I'm here to talk about the one thing we agree on. Um, it was like, an absolutely fantastic episode.
1: Sounds like the Libertarian Party. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I, that is exactly the Libertarian Party, um, which, by the way, like the whole like lib Unity thing and stuff like that. What's your what's your take on it?
1: Give it a shot, you know there's there some people that you can't work with I guess and and then there's some people that you can you know mm-hmm. and that's really I don't I don't know do what you want to do isn't that the libertarian uh motto is should be right do what you want to do as long as don't hurt people don't take their shit so yep. try it go for it I think I think it's a good idea but it's like someone said it's like herding cats and yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is like herding cats. I, it's,
0: it, it's like her, it's like herding cats with legalized meth is what it yes. is. <laughs> yes, Yeah. yeah.
1: But, but I have met some really cool people from, uh, I guess, I guess you could say that I was like a, I am a right leaning libertarian, whatever that means, you know, on, on that spectrum. But I've met some people. And I'm like, these people are awesome. I don't know where Reed falls on the, on this, uh, spectrum, but he's awesome. Uh, there's another guy, Jeremy. I, I'm pretty sure he's like more left-leaning. I think he's great. The guy Todd Hagopian. I have my yes. disagreements, but I think that the work he's doing is great. Um, there's another the lady with the the pink hair that she organized for the music. Oh, uh, Carol Ann. Carol Ann, I think she's I, great. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I, the, there's there's the, a lot of great people. The the spectrum is fantastic. Um, and uh, now, what's interesting is so would you classify yourself as? A libertari- I mean, like, classification suck to begin with, but mm-hmm. would you say that, like, you, you're kind of more on the anarchist spectrum or are you more on the, I mean, you use the phrase right-leaning libertarian. Like, would you say you delve into anarchism or is it pretty much like you, you're you believing kind of like a monarchist? No, I'm not.
1: I, I, I've grown, i grown, I was a monarchist because that's where you start, but then after a couple of months, then you're an, an anarchist because you realize that when you boil these arguments down to their logical conclusion, I don't know where you're at, but... That's where I'm at. I'm not. Gonna, I wouldn't push it on anyone, especially the new people. You'll get there eventually, maybe. So, uh, yeah, I suppose I'm an anarchist, but I do donate uh, to the Mises Caucus monthly. Um, I do work with them. I'm. I'm working with Michael Heiss now to design some shirts for the Mises Caucus. I work with Josh Smith, who is, you know, he's part of the Libertarian Party. I have no problem with that. I'm, I'm actually a member of the Libertarian Party, also. So, I. I don't know. I mean, listen, you got to cover all of your bases here and right. just see, throw, throw everything at the wall, see what works. So in my heart, I know that government is, is complete garbage. So <laughs> actually my, see my brain is going somewhere. I, I, I want to do a drawing of Michael Heiss, but I don't know if, if it'll offend him, but I'll say it here anyway. Um, Michael Heiss is Frodo with the ring. And, and, uh, you know, when, when you do get the ring, like he's, he's at the pit and should he throw it in and he's like, throw it in. He's, and Michael Heiss is, going, I don't know. Cause that's, that's really what it comes down to. If you, they're not, they're not trying to get political power. They're trying to message, but yeah, stranger things have happened. You know, we've got Trump. Yeah. Imagine.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 And well, so, um, no, I, I think that's, that's completely apropos to, conversations that i've had as of late that you've you've seen some of them or or like we've been in group chats about and stuff like that it's you know um if you're building a party to beat the other parties right like what does that look like afterward does it get corrupted or co-opted or something like that or you know is it like i have reasonable expectations that if someone like shane hazel gets elected like he's not just gonna get elected and then get like drunk off the power he's going to get elected. He's going to dismantle it, close, turn the lights off, lock the door. And then like the bulldozers will come in. Like (laughs) I have a reasonable expectation that he'll do that. Um, but again, I mean like anyone who has like money thrown at them or power or prestige or fame, like I'm pretty sure just as forthright of people have, you know, gone astray. So, um, I, I, mean, you're right. Like, uh, you mentioned Josh Smith, Josh Smith was, he the first person that you started doing artwork with in the liberty liberty movement, or was it someone else who kind of like get, got um, your start?
1: Yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't just me. Actually, I just wanted to say one more thing about what you just said there. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. But yeah, yeah. The Mises Caucus is very focused on uh, on local and smaller government elections and things like that, and I think that that's you know, that's the best way to go because once you're talking about the federal government, this thing is so huge. <laughs> imagine putting imagine just putting like a dave smith in the white house and say all right now what but anyway that's that's another idea um so actually dave smith was one of the first people that picked up my artwork i was i was doing uh i was doing like print on demand stuff and then i decided that i hated doing like this weird topical stuff for seasons i said i'm gonna draw what i love and what i like to draw so i started drawing shit about conspiracies and 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 things about liberty and like, you know, Ron Paul shirts The 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 Ron Paul shirt you have, that's one of the first ones that I that I did. And and then I was messing around. I was in the inner circle chat before it got nuked by uh, Zuckerberg. And I drew Dave Smith as a libertarian Tupac. He's like he's got the skank hands up and he's got like tattoos and stuff. And uh, Brian hit me up. He's like, yeah, we want to use that in in like a special promotion. I said, Absolutely. So Dave Smith, I guess, liked it. They showed faith in my work and I was like, all right, that's, that's awesome. Like it, it motivates you, like motivates you to do more. Not just that, you, not, 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 not like I'm drawing into the abyss and just showing this stuff to nobody. Yeah. So that's, nope. that happened. Yeah.
0: That That's awesome. I, <clears throat> I love that story. And, um, I completely forgot to do this at the top, but I want to make sure that, uh, I'm showing people the website. So, uh, the website's toplobster.com. Um, you come out with new stuff all the time. I mean, like just on the on the front page, you got uh, Scott Horton, we got uh, Woods, we got Ron Paul, you got Murray, you got some Mises on there. This is like uh,
1: tower, this, gang. What's yeah, up, tower, tower
0: Gang, yeah. Tower Gang. I, are you in the Tower Gang chat?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not as participatory because it's it's hectic, but yeah, I'm in yeah. there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that that is. Um, I um I, I posted the other day. I was like I have a love hate relationship. Cause I love what they do, but then I got to go like, like 15 posts in order to like, yeah. and, and show them the, show you the respect. Involved,
1: your mentions, <laughs> forget it, man. Like,
0: <laughs> but yeah, so, um, that's awesome. So Dave Smith kind of like picked your stuff up and ran with it. And so at the time you kind of had your own business going, is that what was happening?
1: Yeah, I was using uh, Etsy and Amazon merch page, uh, Amazon merch, like you can open up directly through Amazon and they approve your designs from there. Yeah, and uh, I was just putting stuff up and actually on the Etsy page I was making masks when this whole thing first started because I don't know if you, I know, yeah, it's like, well this guy I don't know, might have to end this early Like stuff with
0: (laughs) with, like screen printed on the front or what?
1: Yeah, yeah, so like I have a mask that says this on it Obey, submit, comply with the vaccine (laughs) on there Um, It's it's actually uh, sublimation printed This Mm -hmm. is a, yeah, power gang (laughs) This is uh, (laughs) a this is a DTG so that's direct to garment that's like more of a press- on and then okay. the company treats it so when you watch it, it doesn't rub off but sublimation is uh, when they dye it directly into the fabric and that's how that company makes their mass So I have all kinds and it's not I'm not selling anything like whack I'm selling stuff that's saying you know I have my biggest seller is just a bunch of MPCs and it says obey, submit comply they're all saying it so and a lot of people buy that stuff. So I started like that on Etsy, and then uh, eventually I decided I'm gonna like make it really niche and make toplopsa.com specifically for for like you people. I'm not interested really. If someone my Etsy stuff is still up, my Amazon's. If they buy it, they buy it. But I'm not. Yep. I'm not. Fo- I want to focus on the people that <laughs> that I really like. So when I'm drawing, I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun because I'm like, oh, they might get a kick out of this one. Yeah. yeah.
0: I Calvin saying he's got the finest garments. Um, yes. Thank you, I, Calvin. and I, I gotta say the quality is really good. Um, a lot of times when, you know, you, you buy stuff from someone who's doing, you know, custom pieces or, or, you know, even like political stuff and things like that. A lot of times it's like this iron on shit. It's like the, the, the t-shirts and the, and the hoodies and stuff like that fall apart. The, the quality is really high, which is what I appreciate because, yeah. you know, um i i think you're in the right space too because i i think people in the liberty movement will pay up for quality because they're not looking for like you know nine million things i think they're looking for like you know a couple of decent pieces that are going to hold up
1: you know yeah. um the company i, I actually used i th- this was a whole like trial trial and error process and i was i was almost like embarrassed to bring this to to the market like beforehand because i was using different print companies. And I I went through maybe like four or five of them mm. before I found the guys I use now, and they're based out of London. So if it takes a while to get you, it's because it's coming from overseas. But they do the best job. It's a small company. They they do the print. They'll use different techniques depending on the color, and mm. they they really pre-treat the shirts. So if you wash them, it doesn't just like you know peel off or fabricate or whatever, whatever the word is. And the hat. This is actually a new hat for Josh Smith. I use a different company for embroidery. Yeah. It does a good job. So
0: <laughs> do you do so uh, for him? I know you do like his um you do like his thumbnail art and stuff like that for him, too. Right. Um Is that something where did you do all of the creative for him or did he have other creative that was done, you know, with someone else and then you kind of uh worked with it?
1: No, from the very beginning, uh, I've been I've been doing from the beginning of this iteration of Break the Cycle, because he's done the show, I think, like last year, but he just did it on like like an audio on his phone and that kind of stuff. And then and then he decided he wanted to do like real quality, like a, a quality production. Um, it's a funny story actually. I think for Christmas or a little before Christmas, his sister actually bought the Mises is not Mark shirt from yeah. my Etsy site and she gave it to him. And he, I guess he liked it. And a couple months, a couple weeks later, or days, or whatever it was, he hit me up and he was like, Hey man, this is awesome. Thank you. And I was like, Oh, that's pretty cool. It's freaking Josh Smith. And uh, yeah. from then, we've been virtual docking ever since. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, he's uh, – you, you've definitely got a, a huge fan in him. I'll, I'll tell you that much. So
1: It's mutual. Um, I like.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, he seems like I, – I have yet to, like, go on a show or have him on or anything like that, but just my interactions with him kind of, like, behind the scenes, he seems like what you see is what you get. He seems like a stand-up dude. Like, he, there's no, like – false you know front or anything like that he, he seems like just down to earth and and pretty chill which um I mean I appreciate I don't I don't like people that are like super done up and postured and everything like that you
1: know I should turn off these lights then I don't know I feel like no <laughs> no no you're right no yeah I, no, Josh is Josh seems he, he is he is what you see that's that's what he is man and I I appreciate him and I also kind of you know Hey, in in a way I guess I look he's older than me so I guess I do look up to him because I see like the this all day long what he's doing he's telling me he's like man I'm working like a 12 hour shifts for seven days in a row or sometimes yep. 10 days in a row and then he comes home and he's got 100 kids goes to Costco and then does his show and I'm like damn like what's my excuse so sometimes I'm tired I'm like I you know what I'm still gonna keep doing what I do drawing or whatever I have to do and yeah yeah. yeah I, I appreciate that guy, man. I, <laughs> I, I, try to I, inspiration. I
0: hear, I hear what he goes through and I have the same reaction. It's like, you know, <laughs> if I'm tired or, or I don't want to like do something, I'm like, but this guy's killing it. You know, I have no excuse. Like there, there's no reason why like short of my leg falling off or something that, you know, I have any kind of excuse not to, not to kind of like pick up and, and run with it. Um,
1: my crew <laughs> folks saying
0: sweet blue star union mug um, blue always star be union crew. <laughs> yes always be closing I blue star is definitely near and dear to my heart Dan and uh, and a couple of the other crew Dave are are local here to New Jersey in the area so um, definitely a fan of them and we got uh, troll with a purpose saying when you buy bulk you can get pre shrunk ready to print from the manufacturers I don't know if that helps you or anything oh, like that yeah
1: but. I yeah I know about that but. It's see, that's the thing. Like, I I like to spend most of my time doing the creative stuff. Mm. And I will pay I I have obviously when someone buys a shirt, I have to pay the company for for, you know, the the production side. And then the excess is a profit. But I'd rather pay a little bit more than than take on more responsibility. I just want to draw. I don't want to get into printing t shirts. It's a pain in the ass, man. And then going to the post office is the worst place in the world every no. (laughs) I've thought about it. I have thought about it, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. No, not, not right now. Not, not, I I, don't,
0: I don't blame you. Like I'm, I'm a big fan. Actually, let me ask you this. So like, it sounds like I know what your answer is going to be, but everyone kind of like asks about like, all right, do you try and like take your weaknesses and like work on those in order to improve them? Or do you like, you know, hire someone to do that shit. And then the stuff that you're good on, you just like run like a thoroughbred on. Um, what, what's your thought on that?
1: I'm, I'm pretty sure it sounds like the latter, right? Yeah. I, I like to <laughs> I like to delegate some of the stuff. It's not really a weakness. It's, it's more of just a time constraint. I've got two kids, I've got a full-time job. And then, you know, now I'm, I, I do the thumbnails for Josh. I do my, my website and, and every day someone's like, can you do this? Can you do that? And, and then I always say, yes. So I'm like, I'm listen, if, if you have work for me, and I said yes. I am extremely backed up, but I'm getting it out. Did you see? Uh, did you see Eric Jackman's uh, <laughs> his picture today? I, I put it in the chat. Oh, I oh. didn't. Uh, hold on, I got to pull it up now. Oh,
0: so, I, what did he? He had a picture with uh, a piece that you worked on.
1: Yes. Yeah. It's it's insane, and it took me uh, I don't know, like a, it took me a bunch of hours and about a month to get to him because you know I'm constantly stopping doing something else. But this it's was this one of, with the plane, right? Yes, with the plane.
0: Oh, oh my god, hold on. I gotta <laughs> I gotta throw this up. This is so good. Dude, people, if if you have work to do and you have some money, throw this dude some money and have him do some custom work for you because this is absolutely outstanding. I don't even know what the hell all is going on in this picture, but this is like this is absolutely insane. Oh, there we
1: go. <laughs> so that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 10, 11, 12. That's 12 portraits. And then uh, the plane, man, so much detail just in the plane. Then I had to figure out how to break it and then where to put it. Is insane. So yeah, there's Eric and Mike in the corner there shooting the rocket launcher with the red pills is absolutely fantastic. <laughs> yeah. and then he wanted he wanted Trump and Putin chilling, and I was like, "Do you mind if I make it like weird?" He's like, "Go as homoerotic as you want." <laughs> so I was like, "Perfect." We put him in a speedo. And then you got Hillary Clinton, Jean-Luc Brunel, and all these these pedophiles. I kind of resent you a little bit if you're watching this, because you made me draw at least like six pedophiles here. <laughs> but, <laughs> spend way I, too much time on these people.
0: <laughs> the, the next gig needs to be like, you know, more wholesome, uh, upstanding people, please. Yes, I'm you know? just
1: Ron Paul like 18 times. I'm going to draw <laughs> yeah. in a different place. Yeah, that's it.
0: <laughs> I So I, I don't know how much you follow that stuff. Like you mentioned like conspiracy theory stuff and things like that, but... Um, with like Bill Gates and getting, you know, like divorced and stuff, all this stuff comes up now. And it's like, you know what? In clown world, any of this shit could be true. Like I, I, like you just throw it against the wall and somewhere along the line, something could be true. So like if it's Bill Gates, you know, having a regular, uh, a regular appointment on the, on the jet and the Island, I wouldn't be surprised at this point. I just, I would not be, I would not be surprised. Um, do you keep tabs on stuff like that?
1: <laughs> yes. <Yeah.
0: laughs> is it like your
1: guilty pleasure? Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan of uh, Timfoil Hat with Sam Tripoli. I actually designed a T-shirt for him. Like I'm I'm like that's what. Listen, all this other stuff that I did is great, but I'm like that's up on TinfoilHat.com. So like hell yeah, man. But yeah, I think I think uh, Bill Gates was a. Uh, it's just beautiful. Yes, it is. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I think Bill Gates was like a uh, one of these... you know he's just another just another actor. And they use him to run the football as far as they can get it, and and now I guess his time is up. So we'll just go. Maybe maybe his wife will continue his pedophile ring or whatever. <laughs> I, don't, whatever I don't know.
0: I don't know. And um, you know who I, I who actually I I've kind of followed but haven't really paid attention to was uh Ryan um he got he got booted from uh I think YouTube and Facebook or Ryan from Dawson. Facebook yeah Ryan Dawson because he was on Magnus. And he was one of those people who was talking about kind of like that commonality. They were talking about, you know, Palestine and Israel and the stuff that's going on over there. Um, And he's got some like crazy freaking stories about like he's like an Epstein. uh, um, I don't even know what the word is like. He was just he was zoned in on it before it was even a news story. And he's got some crazy ass stories about stuff that some of these people were doing. And it's not like, you know randos i mean it's people you know and you've seen a lot who apparently have these squeaky clean images and they really don't you know
1: yeah um he's got an entire map of uh of like epstein and his connections he was just on uh uh eric jackman's jackman radio his latest episode he was on there for about like an hour and 15 minutes and just talking about epstein so if you want to know he'll let you know it was a uh, that was a good episode
0: S- scandalous like yeah it, i don't even think scandalous but i mean like like sinister just shit like sinister like I, I don't even know how to describe it it's like demonic in a way <clears throat> some of the stuff that he talks about
1: but yeah um no i, I it, go, ahead, he, go ahead yeah i yeah he uh i like i appreciate that he doesn't well not that i've noticed that he doesn't get into like uh i don't know the spirit like the satanic spiritual rituality of this stuff he just talks about what these people are doing, where the money's coming from, and yeah, and and then the the influences and why they would possibly do it. So it's like, if you want to know, it's all right there. Yeah, yeah. And and yeah. him and his brother, Ryan Dawson's brother, actually, they know a lot about the Civil War too. So if you want to like do a deep dive into that, they'll really they really blow your mind. I hope oh, yeah. I hope he's not mad at me. Still, he's a <laughs> what'd you do to him? I didn't do anything. Did I didn't control it. <laughs> no, no, I was trying to, I did a, I did a drawing of, uh, of the four horsemen for Reed Coverdale. He asked me to do it like him, Dave yeah. Smith, Eric Jackman. And I drew him like, a, I, I was doing it quickly and I, I put him on a horse and he was like a little too short that he thought he <laughs> was too short and he got, he got mad at me. <laughs> I was like, "Shit, man!" I was like, "He doesn't even really know me now. He hates me." I was like, "I was
0: trying to do good, man." (laughs) Dude, Ryan, give give Danny a mulligan here. He needs a mulligan. All right, a
1: second chance. Sorry. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I which, by the way, uh, Mike is saying so. Like, um, deep dive is like a uh, a phrase that we use now in like um, the Jersey Crew all the time because it came up when we were talking. We were talking. um, Mike Malice's the, his second to last book, the the new right. Mm-hmm. And, um, it came up in there, like, you know, talking about fringe stuff, but like do a deep, lo- deep, do a deep dive. Like, tell me how you got there. Right. Like, tell me like the thought process. Um, and it's actually turned into this project that we're working on. That's kind of like a social club sla- slash speak easy for Liberty. So, um, okay. I, I, Mike, Mike is in Mike, as well as the rest of the crew, are in love with that
1: phrase. So you know, actually, Uh, uh, speaking about speakeasies, in my house, this the basement that I'm in right now. It was this house is from 1920. Obviously, I didn't own it since then, but this house used to be a speakeasy during Prohibition. So there was like yeah, on that side there, there was a big uh, a big bar, and people would just come down here and get whacked during Prohibition. So. This is, I'm, i libertarian to my roots, man. <laughs> I,
0: right, right, right to your house, dude. It's like built into the, it's built into the studs. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, no, that's cool. So I, what's the future look like for you? Do you just want to keep doing like, you know, T-search and custom art and stuff like that? Or is there like future plans?
1: Well, ideally, yeah, I still want to do that and, and just keep doing this, you know, keep having fun with it. But I did, uh, I did buy the, the laptop I'm using now, um, to specifically learn animation. So I want to start to make some of my artwork come to life. I don't really know what I'm doing with this. I'm kind of <laughs> just making okay. it up as I go. Yeah.
0: But, no, that's okay. That, that's uh, that's the, the hallmark of a lot of good uh, artists, right? Creatives are just kind of like throw the paint on the canvas and see where it goes, you know? Um, <laughs> that's awesome. So no, that would be cool. If, if you could work up some like custom animations and stuff like that too with a number of uh, us crazy people that are running around here doing you know shows and podcasts and stuff like that dude that'll keep you busy too so like um i we have another pet project that we're working on that's more kind of in the political arena um where but it's a for-profit entity i could tell you that you know animation and artwork and things like that are going to be uh you know in demand as far as that goes so um, and, and quite frankly, because of the, the quality of your stuff and it's edgy, the great thing is it, it draws attention, right? So like, I, I can't, I can't stress it. Like if you haven't seen it, like you need to get one of Top Lops's t-shirts in order to get this uh, impression. But you walk down the street and people notice it. Like they, they see it and they're like, dude, that's really cool. Like, what is that? And they're normies that are probably, you know. R's or D's or or don't even think about politics but it's it attracts people it starts a conversation that's what i love about it so um what, yeah. so i what are you working on right now you have a couple more that are coming out i know you just did um Shane's uh murder cult one right like he, he has a 100. murder cult one that
1: wasn't me i did the the Rothbard Texas dick for Shane. Oh that's right
0: <laughs> yeah 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 i remember that one yes. yeah see yeah, yeah. that was so good yeah. um I'm and working. then the Autism 316 one is like, it's simple. I mean, it's just kind of like a, <laughs> uh, it's real basic, but it's
1: fantastic. That came <laughs> directly from Shane. <laughs> that, <Yeah>. was from, <laughs> that was from his uh, Stone Cold. War. Actually, on that design, the, the original iteration I sent to Josh, I actually spelled like autism on his vest wrong. And I'm like, that's like, that's super <laughs> autistic. <laughs> like, he should have just left it. <laughs> But uh, What
0: would have been great is if he like crossed it out and correct it in the graphic.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, did, I did that for the Michael Bolden graphic because he was supposed to be on, and then it got messed up, so the numbers got switched up. So like very spitefully, I just put an X over the number of what it yeah. should have been, and then what it is. So you know, I hope you guys. Got... <laughs> he's super cool, that guy. Um, I'm actually working on something right now for uh, Cam and Jessica of the Mad Ones. They're doing uh, okay. I don't actually know if I'm supposed to say it, but whatever I said it, so yeah. It's <laughs> out just, there. It's out there now. Yeah, sorry, Cam. Whatever. Yeah, I'm working on that. Uh, doing more thumbnails for Josh. Um, what else am I doing? And I eventually I have like a queue of ideas that I want to do for my t-shirts, but I, like I said, I'm backed up, so I'm like, I'm like all over the place, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, well, that's tough. Like um, balancing the you know, custom one-offs or whatever, or like, you know, the individual specific requests with, you know, something that you want to be kind of like a, a longer lasting like line or something like that, or, or something that's a little bit more cross, cross applicable, you know? Um, I mean, it is what it is. So I, uh, the, uh, we, the, the future looks like you're kind Mm -hmm. of branching out into some other stuff and things like that. At what point in time do you have to not drive the truck anymore And can you just kind of like do
1: the artwork? Like, is that the goal? Uh, yeah, I think, I think it is the goal. I think whether it be the artwork or I'm not really sure, but yeah, the goal, the goal, the whole point of doing this, like the designing and, uh, whatever selling for myself is to have a separate stream of income and not be, uh, you know, someone come to you one day and just say uh, you're fired for whatever reason, this or that. Maybe you didn't get the vaccine, so you're fired. Sorry. Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know how. I, it's it's far off into the future because, yep. yeah. But I'm just going to keep working. I'm going to keep doing this uh, like, uh, well, when I first started doing it, I was kind of just just like a caveman. Just keep knocking these things out and no one's looking, but whatever. Just keep doing it and now it's, it's cool. People are looking and, you know, I have the, uh, I have the attention and the, uh, <laughs> approval of my peers, which is great. But, uh, yeah, I'm just going to keep doing it. I don't know. Even if you guys stop looking, I'll probably just keep doing.
0: <laughs> I tr- tro- Troll with a purpose has a great point here. This is where owning a business comes in really handy. That's, that's a hundred percent true. It's like, um, you know, finding your independence and your liberty. A lot of it has to do with at least having some stream of income that's yours that you control, right? Um, so that someone can't just snap their fingers and take it all away from you in one shot. So no, and and it gives you options. You know, uh, yeah. it definitely gives you options. So um, uh, shit, I had another question that was in my head. Now I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm like ADDing out here right now, but. Um, uh, oh are you gonna be at like uh are you gonna be at pork fest or any of the other events coming up like do you have a tent or a vendor set up or are you not going to be able to make it
1: um i'm gonna be at pork fest i'm gonna be there uh wednesday thursday and then I'm gonna leave friday so i'm only gonna be up for a few days I was thinking about bringing a table and setting up but i don't i just don't think i think i just want to go and enjoy it maybe i'll bring some like kind of weird business cards or something to Give away to people and yeah, I I just want to go and talk to whoever's going to be there and just enjoy the time rather than being a a grifter. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I no, I dude, there's there's grifters and then there's entrepreneurs. You are you are definitely an entrepreneur, so don't worry about that. But (laughs) uh, I I I can't make it this year, but I would definitely say bring some samples, man. Like you know whatever you can, like uh, shake a couple of hands and meet some cool people and chill out. But uh, you know bring some stuff because look, the, the more of this that you can do, I'm, 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 I'm telling people if they haven't seen your stuff, it is like, it it is like, it makes a statement. It is not something that is just, you know, uh, some stupid campaign slogan or something like it legit makes a statement. Um, and, and it's, it's, it's beautiful. Like it's, it's a really well done high quality. So, um, can't, can't, uh, I can't stand, stand you enough in terms of the quality (laughs) of your stuff that's coming out there. So,
1: yeah. uh, Thank you. Thank you.
0: So, uh, look, um, I want to thank you for coming on. Um, and, uh, look, when new stuff comes out, like if you're going to launch something, I, you know, blow me up on DMS, let me know. I'm more (laughs) than happy to give you a platform to talk about it. And, you know, so when, when you launch your, um, animated political, you know, Liberty slash, uh, anarchy cartoon from you doing your animation dude i'm I'm all over it give me a trailer i'll be playing it 24/7 if i have to so thank
1: you man i appreciate you guys yeah so i, um, I love you guys
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh all right i'll let everyone get to i i think uh is is uh is he is he on tonight i forget if he's on tonight i there's a bunch of people who are on tonight but um uh you know as soon as, soon as uh, we turn off here Danny's going to go flip over to like five other programs, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. But um, so I am back tomorrow night. We're going to be talking more decentralization. Um, and uh, yeah, we're, we're going to be back tomorrow at 7 p.m. So Danny, I, I want to say thank you. Everyone check out toplopsa.com and uh, have a good evening. Thank you. Thank you again for tuning in. This is a quick reminder to subscribe, like, share, and comment to help get the message of liberty and freedom in front of as many folks as possible. See you next time on Why Libertarian.